The Dallas Stars are back on the road. They play tonight in Arizona against their division opponent, the Coyotes. And on today's episode, we'll talk about that matchup, what to be on the lookout for with the Coyotes, and how I think that this game should unfold and why the Dallas Stars should leave Mullet Arena with a win. And before we talk about all that, we'll do a quick Central Division check-in. A lot of really weird things happening in the Central through the first 10 games or so of the year. A lot to talk about on this Thursday episode of Locked on Stars. Let's get into it. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media, coming to you on this Thursday, November 3rd. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of the pod, thank you for stopping by and for making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. If you're watching on YouTube, remember to hit that subscribe button like Rope Hints and Jason Robertson hit one-timers against the Los Angeles Kings on Tuesday. You can help us reach 1,000 subscribers by the end of 2022. We are sitting around the 950 mark right now, so really only around 50 more people needed. If you haven't subscribed yet, be sure to do so. And if you've been subscribed for a while, be sure to tell a friend, tell a family member to subscribe to the Locked On Stars podcast on YouTube. It's absolutely free and they get access to all of this great weekly Dallas Stars content that we put out. You can also find us on your favorite podcasting platform. You can find us on social media at Lockdown Stars on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we are pretty much anywhere that you can find accounts or people or sports podcast on the internet. But thank you guys again for tuning in. And the Dallas Stars are back in action tonight. They leave the friendly confines of the American Airlines Center. They now travel to Arizona for their first day of the season with their relatively still new division rivals, the Arizona Coyotes, playing at the Mullet Arena. The college arena that holds about 5,000 people uh, is bound to be an interesting experience and an interesting game, to say the least. But before we talk about the big game tonight, I want to do a quick check-in with the Central Division. I want to try to do these maybe around once a month, uh, if especially if the race for standings and playoff positioning stays interesting throughout the season. Just kind of see what the pulse is around the Central Division because we know the Dallas Stars are doing pretty well, but how are the other teams stacking up in comparison to how the Stars have been playing? And things have been very peculiar, very interesting to say the least so far through the first 10 games or so. Not every single team in the Central has played 10 games just yet, uh, but everyone is in that neighborhood and, and has played relatively the same amount of games. And things, you know, just look so weird. I mean, I'm throwing up on the screen now my preseason predictions for the final Central Division standings. Uh, for those of you listening on audio, that is Colorado, St. Louis, Minnesota, Dallas, Nashville, Winnipeg, Arizona, and Chicago. That is what I predicted at the start of the season and throwing up on the screen now. 
this is what we have right now. Uh, and again, for those of you listening on audio, I got you. We got Dallas in first place with 13 points. Winnipeg and Minnesota both with 11 points at second and third. You have the Chicago Blackhawks with 10 points at fourth. The Avalanche with nine points in fifth. Arizona and Nashville both with seven points. And then the St. Louis Blues at the bottom with a lowly six points to start the season. And this is not really at all how people predicted this division to look. I mean, everything is out of whack. One, Chicago and Arizona are not at the bottom. Uh, If anything, teams that are technically supposed to be competing are closer to the bottom than they are at the top teams like St. Louis. And St. Louis has played the least amount of games so far uh, in this division so far this season, but they are just off to a really funky start. And I think a part of that might just be the way that their schedule has been kind of divided up and the way that they've had to operate early on in the, you know, the early stages of this year. It's been a really odd for the Blues. They won their first three games. Uh, we're looking to, you know, kind of pick up where they left off. They were a really good team that just happened to lose to the best team in the league, uh, the Avalanche in the second round of the playoffs last season. But after winning their first three, they've lost five straight. 18 or eight games played, only 19 goals for. So they're averaging a, just a little bit over two goals a game. The offense just really not buzzing for them right now. And then you also have the Avalanche in a really weird spot, sitting in the middle, not necessarily off to a bad start, but not off to a great one either, sitting at four, four and one. And then you have the Minnesota Wild, who maybe look the most normal in the standings as far as where people thought they might be. They started off terrible though they were awful to start the season losing their first three and then I think their first one was an overtime game against the Vancouver Canucks a game that they won in overtime but if you know anything about the Vancouver Canucks this season they are not off to a great start themselves the Wilds seem to now have found their footing as they're in the top three competing with Winnipeg for the second place spot in the division right now And speaking of Winnipeg, them and the Chicago Blackhawks seem to maybe be overachieving to start the season, or maybe they're looking to prove people wrong and looking to be true competitors throughout the majority of this 22-23 campaign. And the Jets especially are just a weird team that I don't really know how to put a finger on this team, how to label them or give them an identity. They've beaten teams like the Rangers, the Avalanche. They beat them in overtime. They shut out the St. Louis Blues. They beat the Kings, but they also you know, struggled to beat the Coyotes. Granted, they were playing the Coyotes in their home building, but still, you would think that that's a game that the Jets, even though they're not one of the flashiest rosters in the league, that they would have some sort of advantage over Arizona. Yet, Arizona took them to the brink. They've lost to the Vegas Golden Knights twice. This is just such an odd team, and I'm kind of excited to see them again so soon after seeing them in the first week of the season. Although, you have to imagine that Rick Bonus is excited to play this Stars team. I doubt that he'll say it in whatever media happenings precede the matchup next Tuesday, but you you just know deep down Rick Bonus wants to win this game, and this Jets team is probably going to play very hard for him, uh, and that Edmonton game coming up on Saturday is going to be a rough one, but I think this Tuesday game in Winnipeg might be the toughest one of the road trip as far as some of the circumstances surrounding the matchup. But then moving on to the rest of the division, you have Arizona, who's kind of doing what they're supposed to to start the season. They're kind of tanking. People expect them to be one of the worst teams in the league, but they're also you know, messing around and winning a few games that maybe they shouldn't. They beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, you know, They've been competitive with several good teams. They've had the Rangers come play in their building, the Jets. Uh, they're kind of in a weird spot, but I don't expect them to go on any sort of you know big time run uh, I expect that they will eventually kind of find their way down to the bottom of the central division standings but I think they're doing what they're supposed to do they're 
losing the games that they probably should lose. And then, you know, they play their first few games at home. They want to get some wins for the hometown fans, entertain the hometown fans, but I don't think this will last super long. I think they'll eventually kind of trickle down to where many expected them to finish. And then right next to them, you have the Nashville Predators, who have been underwhelming to start the season, just kind of like I predicted. I think that this team is fine, and I think that they will continue to be fine and maybe compete for a playoff spot this season. But Again, I tried to tell people at the start of the season, I didn't think this Nashville team was anything special. They have some really good players. They have some good pieces. And I think that, you know, when they're really buzzing and when they're at their best, they can compete with most teams in the league. But they certainly are not a team that I think will finish in the top three of the division. And so far, they have lived up to that expectation. And then you have the Blues at the bottom, like I talked about earlier, kind of in a weird spot. They've played the least amount of games, so they're kind of harder to put a finger on. But they've also lost five straight games after winning the first three. Overall, if you're a Dallas Stars fan, which I imagine many of you listening are, you have to be pretty happy with how things have shaped out, although you can't necessarily expect things to hold out like this. Colorado got off to a pretty rough start last season, and they eventually kind of took things over in the division, so we can't necessarily expect Dallas to be in the first place spot all year long, but they've done a really good job by putting themselves in an advantageous spot to where if things you know, were to go wrong uh, or you lose a few games, you have that insurance where maybe you fall out of the top spot, maybe you fall out of that second spot, but you still are in range to compete for a top three spot in the division. And if you're the Stars, I think that's really all you can ask for in a year where the Wild, I think, are finally kind of living up to their potential. Uh, I think the Avalanche will eventually get back up, maybe not to the same heights that they got to last year, but I think that they're going to be a tough game to play every time the Stars match up with them. I imagine the Blues will eventually find their way and find their footing, but only time will tell there. But the Stars have done an excellent job so far traversing their schedule and putting themselves at the top of the Central Division. We'll see how long it can last. This road trip will give some big implications on how big of a cushion they can build or how far they might fall. Well, coming up next, we will dive into tonight's matchup, the Dallas Stars taking on the Arizona Coyotes for the first time in Mullet Arena. More on that after a quick break. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. You can find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcast, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. They're the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games, sports, and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening around the sports world. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Now let's turn our attention to tonight's opponent, the Arizona Coyotes. The Stars playing them for the first time this season. And this is, like I said in the last segment, one of many teams that are expected to finish near the bottom of the league standings. A team that is hoping to get that elusive number one overall pick which pretty much at this point means that you're drafting Connor Bedard, who is considered one of the best prospects in a long time, maybe the best prospect since Connor McDavid. Uh, and so you have to imagine a team like Arizona that's been near the bottom for a while now and is 
kind of at rock bottom right now as far as the personnel on their roster and kind of just where they're at as an organization. You can imagine that they would love the opportunity to get a caliber, high caliber player like Connor Bedard, a guy who is considered to be a franchise piece. But with that said, it's still early in the year. And, you know, the Coyotes, like I said, are playing up to their competition when, you know, the time arises for them to do so. And their record reflects that. 3-5-1 and one to start the season. Those wins coming at Toronto, at Columbus, and then a home win in their most recent outing against the Florida Panthers, last year's President Trophy winners. And this Coyotes team are similar to the New York Islanders, uh, but not quite because not as many games, but they're playing a lot on the road to start the season. They're having a few pit stops at home, but, you know, they played their first six games of the season on the road. Then they you know, came home, I believe, four games at home, and this game against the Stars is the fourth and final game of this homestand. And then they will leave Arizona, and they will play 14 straight games on the road. So I feel like that's maybe a little incentive for the Coyotes to maybe give it a little bit extra tonight, go out and win this game, entertain the hometown fans, give them something to cheer for, give them something to be happy about, and then whatever happens, happens out there on the road for the next 14 games. Things could fall apart, or maybe the Arizona Coyotes could surprise some people. But I think that that's something that's worth factoring into this game, that this is the last game at home for the Coyotes for a while. So I, you just have to imagine that whatever fan base is there, whether it's a full building full of rowdy college kids or it's full of just traditional Coyotes fans, they're going to want to put on a show uh, for that crowd of around 5,000 people uh, and try to send them home happy before they don't see them for the next 14 games, whatever that is, two, three weeks away from home. That is a long time to play uh, away from your home building, even if it is not your traditional home building. But the Coyotes as a team, they're a very interesting look on the NHL's website as far as stats. They're 26th in the NHL in goals, 426 goals scored so far this season. And then they've also surrendered 36 goals, which is also 26 in the NHL if you make first place the least amount of goals allowed. So Arizona not doing too well on the goal differential. They give up quite a few goals, and they also don't score a ton of goals, which is to be expected with a team like this. But where things get very interesting for this team is on special teams. They are third in the National Hockey League. Yes, you heard that right. The Arizona Coyotes are third in the National Hockey League and power play percentage at 32.4%. They are 17th in the league in power play opportunities. They have 34 opportunities on the power play so far. To put it in perspective, the first place team is the Los Angeles Kings with 53. Dallas is actually tied with Arizona in that 17th place spot for 34 power play opportunities. And they are third in the league in power play goals for the Coyotes have scored 11 of their 26 goals on the power play so far this season. And things continue to be odd on the other side of the special teams for this Yotes squad. Sixth in the NHL in penalty kill percentage at 82.9. Just one place below the Stars, who are in fifth in the National Hockey League, one of the best penalty-killing teams in the National Hockey League. And the Coyotes rank 13th in the NHL in time shorthanded. Uh, they've been shorthanded 35 times so far this season. Dallas has 45, which is second place in the league, right behind the Los Angeles Kings in first place. So I didn't mention it on Tuesday's pregame show, but the Stars and Kings, the most penalized teams uh, going head-to-head -head on Tuesday. And I think that makes Dallas's win on Tuesday even more impressive. But this is just stuff you need to know about the Coyotes going into this game. You don't necessarily want to get in a special teams battle with them because they actually might have the advantage. But again, this is early in the season. 
season. The sample size maybe isn't super great. Uh, granted, I mean, they're pretty good on the power play, but they also haven't had a ton of power play opportunities sitting middle of the pack. But they also do tend to go shorthanded every now and then. And that's really the only way you'd want to get into a special teams matchup with them if you can make the Coyotes draw a ton of penalties. But that's going to be easier said than done because the Stars also have a knack for drawing a ton of penalties as well. So the best way to go about this game is to try to play it clean and smart, which they should be doing every game, but especially against a team like the Coyotes, you cannot give inferior competition opportunities to get the upper hand by playing on the power play multiple times throughout multiple different periods. That's just not a recipe for success against any team. And you really don't want to give a team like Arizona any extra advantage. You want to try to you know, hold all the advantages on your side, which I think the Stars already do, given the roster and personnel. And you want to try to keep that to yourself for the entirety or at least the majority of the game. You take a look at this Coyotes roster, and it's a lot of names that if you've been following the Stars as they play the Coyotes over the last season, some names you should be familiar with. Clayton Keller leads the team in points with 10. He has three goals so far on the season. Shane Gostisbehere has four goals and four assists so far. Nick Ritchie, the 2014 10th overall pick from the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, I think he played his most recent years in Toronto. He's now more recently a member of the Arizona Coyotes. Never really has done too much in his NHL career as far as stats. He's up there near the top third in points so far on the Coyotes team. Six so far, four goals, which is pretty good for him up there with Shane Gostisbehere. You have a few other familiar names as well with this Coyotes squad. Lawson Kraus, Christian Fisher, and then Dylan Gunther, who was the ninth overall pick in the 2021 draft. He's off to a pretty decent start this season. So no one necessarily lighting up the scorecard outside of a guy like Keller, which you expect him to be doing so. He's really undoubtedly the best player on this team, a guy that is probably going to be maybe not the captain of the team, but a guy who will probably be maybe amongst the leadership of this team once they kind of get to the end of their rebuild. He's a special player, just unfortunately not on a very good team right now, but he, he is a bright spot for this Arizona Coyotes squad. Him, Gosses Bear, Richie, all those names. I mean, you've got to watch out for these guys. They have a lot of youth, a lot of speed, uh, and I know the Stars have some of that on their team as well, but they also have plenty of veterans, plenty of older guys, and so it's not something that you want to do to go into this game to underestimate the Coyotes, which I don't expect the Stars to do, but I know it's easy to look at this matchup as a fan, as a spectator, see how the Stars have played this season and see what the Coyotes have done over the past handful of seasons and say, oh, chalk this one as an easy win for the Stars. We we should just know our, and learn our lesson by now, not just from this season, but from watching NHL hockey, that just because the record is better and just because a team should win because they have a better team on paper doesn't mean it always works out that way. The goalies for this Arizona Coyote squad, um, it, it's an interesting duo, nothing really to write home about, but we're, we're going to you know, see who we see in net. I'm curious to see who gets the start. Karel Vemelka has started more games this season. He has a 2-3-1 record with a 3-8-4 goals against average and a 9-0-1 save percentage. And then Connor Ingram, many of you will remember him as the starter for the Predators in the playoffs and I believe three of the four games against the Avalanche in the first round last season. So far for the Coyotes, he has a 1-2 record, 3-7 goals against average, and an 8-9-1 save percentage. So that's really kind of what you need to know about this Coyote squad going into this matchup. They're not necessarily the most dazzling squad, but, I mean, you kind of expect that given where people projected them to finish this season, which is at the bottom of the standings. But also, you cannot underestimate them as this is their last home game for a while. You have to imagine they're going to want to put on a good show for their fans. Well, we're going to take one more quick break. 
But when we come back, we will finish up our thoughts on this game and talk about how the Stars can win and why they must win. All right, let's close this thing out. We have a game tonight, the Stars at the Coyotes. Should be an interesting experience to say the least, but a game that going into it, it really should go without saying that this is a must-win kind of game for the Stars. Starting off a road trip, you always want to start out getting two points if that's possible, and if it was ever possible to get two points in a road contest, this is certainly that opportunity. The Stars are the better team, and they need to win and win convincingly to start this road trip out on the right foot uh, before they travel to a tough environment in Edmonton, a tough environment, tough team. You got to play McDavid and Dreisaitl. That is a fiery squad up there in Edmonton right now, and then eventually go play on Tuesday against the Jets, which is going to be a speedy and physical matchup as well. You've got to get two points here, probably the easiest two points up for grabs on this trip, and you don't necessarily want to you know, buy into that this team is super inferior and underestimate them. you got to play hard, you got to play fast, but also win and win convincingly. And you also kind of got to rise above the situation. Like I said earlier in the show, they're playing not at their traditional arena. In case you've missed the big news on the Coyotes over the offseason, they are playing in a college arena, the Arizona State University Hockey Arena. Mullet Arena holds around 5,000 fans, not necessarily made to house NHL hockey games on a nightly basis. And so the locker room is really just kind of a a space with a bunch of curtains and some makeshift lockers put up, not necessarily a traditional dressing room, not going to be a traditional stadium experience for the stars. I'm sure the coyotes having played three games there now have gotten used to it, but it's just maybe a mental obstacle that the stars will have to overlook. But at the same time, a lot of these guys probably played with some weird conditions back in the bubble in 2020. And a lot of these guys are veterans who even before getting to the NHL probably experienced some pretty weird game situations as far as the environments that they played. in. so I'm not too worried about it, but it is something to factor into this matchup. And the Coyotes in general, they're a scrappy team. They're quick. They're young. They're fast. They're not an easy out, but they are certainly beatable. Similar similar to the Los Angeles Kings, the goaltending is maybe the weakest part of the team, and that is something that the Stars need to take advantage of. And if they get those opportunities on the power play, I think they can have another spectacular night where they can go over 50% on the man advantage. And if they're able to do that, I think that there is no doubt in my mind that they come away with the win. But at the same time, you cannot give Arizona opportunities on the power play themselves. Even though they're one of the weaker teams offensively five on five, they've had a knack for finding the back of the net whenever they are on the man advantage. And though the Stars penalty kill has been good, and though Scott Wedgwood looked good on Tuesday night against the Kings, you don't want to give the Coyotes too many chances to either even this game out or take an advantage altogether. You got to help Scott Wedgwood out by making his job easy on night one of the trip. This, of course, will also be a Scott Wedgwood revenge game. This is the team that he was on last before being traded to the Dallas Stars. Maybe not too much revenge because it wasn't really his decision to leave. The Coyotes traded him to the Stars for some draft picks, but you have to imagine playing against his old squad that he will want to get the win, and it would feel good to do so in their building on their quote-unquote home ice, but the Stars got to do their job on offense, on defense, need to make Wedgwood's job as easy as possible while he's filling in for Jake Ottinger, who is not starting the road trip off with the Stars, but Pete DeBoer did not eliminate the possibility of Jake joining the team on the trip at some point. That is something to make note of, not necessarily for this game, but maybe for the Edmonton or Winnipeg matchup. So put a pin in that. Maybe we see the return of Jake Gottinger to this team somewhere on the road trip. Maybe not to the ice, but maybe we see him rejoin the team and start taking steps forward to getting back in the lineup soon. But all in all, you got to take advantage of your opportunities on offense. Pepper, the goal, whoever's in net for this 
Coyotes team is certainly not a goalie that you know is going to cause as big of a threat as some of the bigger names in the league. And I think the Stars are going to be just fine. They're coming off some good rest, getting that win on Tuesday. They'll have traveled, but I, I think that they're going to be ready to go. I think they're going to be excited to play and go out on this road trip. After their last one that didn't really end so well, you got to imagine they're looking for a little bit of redemption to continue to prove that this good start to the season is not a fluke, and they are truly one of the better teams in the Central Division. I think the Dallas Stars win this game in Arizona, and I think that Jamie Benn, gets the first goal of the game. I think he keeps his hot streak going, and this time he's going to put the puck in the back of the net at least once, and it's going to be the first one of the game for Dallas. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and for making us your first listen every single day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Help us reach 1,000 subscribers by the end of 2022. You can also find and follow us on your favorite podcasting platforms. Remember, we are free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. And you can also find us on social media at Locked on Stars on Instagram, on Twitter, and my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. Thank you guys again for tuning in. We'll be back here tomorrow with a reaction and recap of Thursday night's game to close out your week. And we'll get you ready for Saturday's matchup as the Stars travel to Edmonton for a date with Connor McDavid and the Oilers. But thank you guys again for tuning in. Enjoy the game and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Tomorrow.